Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast focuses on the sacred union between man and woman, what we call marriage. Our goal with this podcast is to help young men become the type of man that a woman wants to marry, uh, to find a good woman to marry, and to build a long-lasting, lifelong marriage, raise a couple kids, have a good family. That's what we do here every single Wednesday. This is different than our standard Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where we typically talk to a guest uh, about their purpose, what their purpose is, how they found their purpose, and how they plan to fulfill their purpose on a daily basis. Uh, We still try to talk to guests on the One Flesh Podcast, but that has been difficult, as you know, lately. So, once again, you get a solo episode today, just me, and I'm going to talk about a marriage topic that I feel like is important and I feel like that I may have something to offer on. Uh, hopefully, we're going to start getting more guests on the One Flesh podcast. I think it's going to be a while before you have to listen to another uh, Sunday episode solo, um, getting guests uh pretty good on that. Um, Whether it's going to be a repeat guest or a new guest, I think I'm pretty solid on being able to provide guests for that and have people on. So that's cool. Uh, But for the One Flesh podcast, uh, it's going to take a little bit more work. And I am, because it's such a pointed topic and because it really is a podcast designed to give out uh, instructional information, I'm a little bit more selective for who I let on the podcast. I don't want to find somebody Uh, just any married dude and let them on the podcast because uh, a lot of married dudes are miserable and a lot of married dudes don't know how to be married. Um, You know, I've got a lot to learn, but I know that I have a good marriage. Uh, I know that what what works and what doesn't work in my relationship, but what I don't want is to to have somebody on that's uh, going to say things that are stupid. And, you know, yeah, if I have somebody on and they say just a bunch of stupid stuff, I just won't release the episode, but uh, I don't even want to schedule them and waste that time to to really find out. So uh, that's why it's been a little bit more difficult getting guests on the One Flesh podcast. We're very thankful to those that we've had. Uh, I believe Austin Reinold, uh, Jacob Osborne, Clint Walker, uh, and then Cade Carter started the whole thing. So, uh, But we are going to have more. We're going to have local guests. We're going to have guys that uh, don't really have a following, uh, you know, local guys that I know that I know for a fact that they have good marriages, that I've seen their marriages in action, or I shouldn't say no for a fact. I know that the uh, marriage that they present in public seems like a good marriage, and I've had uh, deeper conversations with them, and it seems like that uh, they're doing things well, or at least, you know, maybe whether they execute or not behind closed doors, uh, they, they at least have a good mentality about marriage, in my opinion. So uh, and then we're going to have some guys that, uh, you know, I don't really know very well, but uh, that are known to have good marriages that I get recommendations from. Maybe I found on social media, uh, guys that I think could have maybe a more interesting topic about marriage or, oh, hey, I like what you said there. Uh, will you come and share that on the podcast? So it's going to be a, a good group of people. And since the One Flesh podcast is strictly about marriage, we may even have some women on eventually and talk to women. You know, they are so damn hard to understand. Uh, and I'm tired of hearing that excuse from men that aren't getting married and having families. So what I may do is just have a woman on here and explain everything to us. So uh, that way that excuse is no longer there. Now, you can understand women. So uh, it, it's going to be cool. This series, I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, I, know, I know y'all have heard it a lot. It's, it's been on quite a bit, but for the new people, you know, we're having different people on the podcast every single day. And so um, for the newcomers, this is something that you're going to get 
for the people that have been listening to a while, uh, you're going to have to sit through a little bit of explanation for uh, quite a while, uh, because for all the new people that come onto the podcast, I want them to be introduced to what we're doing and, and for them to know what to expect. So, uh, now that we've got the intro over with, I think this is, and I say this every time and I end up talking forever and rambling, but, uh, I think this is probably going to be a pretty short episode again. It is a solo episode. Uh, I got a lot of stuff to do and I kind of got on the mic a little bit late today. Uh, so, but that is no excuse. You still get an episode for Wednesday. Uh, don't miss. Uh, and th- actually, Actually, guys, this is going to be really cool, and this is with help from, help from a lot of you that listen. Uh, I haven't missed a single episode, and we started on August 31st. So I don't know if that's when the first one dropped, but that's when the first one recorded because that's my birthday. Uh, Jonah and I recorded on my birthday. Uh, we're going to go almost a year without uh, missing a single episode and, and even adding on episodes. Um, I know a lot of people that try to start this thing that still only do once a week, uh, and that's like one hour-long, two-hour-long podcast a week. And and, uh, you know, with y'all support and with y'all listening, uh, I felt like it was viable to go to uh, two twice a week. Uh, I like what I talk about. Um, and I, I thought that it was important to go to twice a week. And, you know, with y'all support, especially some of y'all that have listened, I've been able to keep that up uh, since about December. And so not only in the first year did at the Purpose Podcast, we uh, for the first year, did we keep putting out at least one episode a week? We were up to two episodes a week and we've been holding that for a while. And so I'm super happy with that. And it looks like we're going to make it a whole year. Uh, we're going to make it a while. We're not going to stop. I've got the point. I've gotten to the points where I have people that I can pinch hit on podcasts. Let's say I lose my voice for three weeks straight or something like that. Um, I've got people that can pinch hit for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a real, uh, a point of pride for me because I know, um, consistency is key in building a brand like this. And, uh, it, it just means a lot to me to not ever miss, miss a date because I want to be that household name of y'all know that every Sunday and every Wednesday, uh, you're going to have something new to listen to. So, um, again, thanks for all y'all that have helped with that. And thanks for everybody that's listening that, you know, made me feel like it was a, a venture worth continuing. Um, you know, made me feel like y'all were actually getting some benefit out of it. So anyway, moving on, uh, this is a topic that, you know, when you have, uh, solo episodes to where you don't have a conversation and when you're really bad at, uh, planning and preparing, uh, like I am, then you may go over topics a couple different times. I'm going to try not to be repetitive. And I know I haven't talked about this too much recently, but, uh, I'm going to call it the, uh, the 80, 20 rule. Maybe, I don't know. That's, that's the Pareto distribution. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but it may be 80, 20 is fine, but it's this idea that it's never 50 50, um, in a marriage. And I, like I said, I know I've discussed it before, but we're going to go a little bit into detail on it right now is that it's never 50 50 in a marriage. It, it literally is never. Um, I don't know that there's ever been times where it's truly, uh, 50 50 in a marriage on, on any aspect. I mean, I'm talking, uh, from, you know, who's in a good mood today to who's doing the chores to who's making the money right now, uh, to who's paying for, for things to, you know, all of these things, cleaning, sex, everything. It's almost never 50, 50. Uh, and anybody that tells you that it is 50, 50 all the time, uh, I don't, uh, number one, I don't, I don't know that you'll find any married man that does tell you that. I don't know that you'll find any married man that should tell you that. Uh, and if they do, they're wrong. Um, so I just want to talk about that guys and kind of talk about some strategies, uh, that I do to, to make sure that, um, I recognize when it needs to be 80% on me, uh, and, 
you know, 20% on her when I need to push my wife a little bit to do a little bit more. Um, because those are intricate, those are intricate, um, intricate. I don't know if intricate's the right word. Those are kind of touchy subjects sometimes of, Hey, how do I do Do I judge my wife and see, Oh, if I'm even thinking of whether she's doing enough, is that even the right mindset? Because we're supposed to take ownership of everything. Uh, am I going to, uh, actually push her to do more things or am I just going to, uh, take ownership of it all. That's something that I've dealt with. And I know for a fact, I've told you to approach every single issue in your household and, and take ownership of it. And I think that's the way it does need to be, but also a good leader delegates, uh, a good leader delegates. And so, um, that's kind of something I want to talk about. And this is coming up because my wife was sick. Uh, my wife was sick earlier this week and she's still a little bit sick. And that's one of the times, uh, that it needs, it was 80, it was 80% me and 20% her, uh, cause she was dealing with something. And so let's talk about that first is how to recognize that you need to start pulling your 80% instead of your 20%. Um, and sometimes it happens naturally, but I think life is a lot better when you recognize that and do it anyway and know that that's just the way it's going to be. Whereas a lot of guys fight it and they say, no, I shouldn't have to be doing 80%. Um, maybe 60% is fine. Okay, 70%, but 80%, no, that's that's unacceptable. Uh, I, how do you recognize that? Um, there's some obvious ones. If your wife is sick, um, if your wife is sick, let's say your wife doesn't get sick very often. Mine actually, uh, I say she gets sick pretty often. I, that's kind of a lie. I mean, it depends on what you consider often. I hardly ever get sick, uh, knock on wood. Um, I hardly ever get sick. And so pretty often to me is if like she ever gets sick, I'm like, good God, you're sick all the time, woman. And she's like, it's been like a year and a half since I've been sick. And I'm like, yeah, but you're all sick all the time. Um, so, uh, depending on, you know, how much they get sick, uh, if she comes home and she's like, I've got a head cold and you can clearly see that she's sick and she's not like making excuses for something, uh, that should instantly pop up in your brain of, Hey, uh, it's 80% me now the laundry, you need to do 80% of it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you can ask her if she's going to be homesick all day, maybe she can start the dryer or switch the laundry. Uh, but you need to get it put in the hamper. You should be putting it in the hamper daily anyway, but you need to get it put in the hamper. You need to get it taken to the laundry room, you need to start the washer and you need to fold it. Uh, that's the 80%. Maybe you can hand her the, the 20% of, of switching it. Uh, you know, dishes, same thing. Um, my wife, I've talked about this all the time. My wife does the dishes, uh, probably 80% of the time in our house. And that's, that's probably factual is that 20% of the time I jump in, do the dishes, uh, get them done. But, uh, 80% of the time, she's the one washing the dishes. Uh, that's because I cook. And that's another distribution of effort of, of what goes on in the kitchen. Probably 80% of what goes on in the kitchen cooking, I'm, I'm there for. Uh, you know, 80% of how the kitchen is organized, uh, putting dishes away, stuff like that. Uh, 80% of that is, is me uh, from the cooking side, but specifically the washing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen. 80% of that is her. And so uh, that is another thing is that nothing discreetly is ever 50-50. Uh, but it, it should wash out to where in the total household, you're both pulling your weight. Uh, and I hope that that makes sense is that, uh, you know, and again, sometimes it doesn't, but on a day to day basis, the discrete activities, we're talking laundry, we're talking, uh, dishes, we're talking, you know, taking care of the kids, we're talking, making money on a daily basis, all these little individual topics, uh, it's going to be 80, 20 in one direction or the other, or one direction or the other. Um, but it should wash out to about 50, 50 and 
the times that I'm talking about is not the times that it's regularly 80-20. It's the times that those those ratios need to flop. And there are days that that happens. And that's specifically what I'm talking about here. Because you have normal 80-20 distributions and that's just how a household works. Uh, but um, there are always circumstances where it needs to flip on a dime of, oh, today I can't do this, so you need to do that. So uh, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, that was the first one is that she's sick. Um, that's when you know that you need to pull um, some 80% duty. That's when uh, she messages you and she's cranky because she's sick or uh, she's got a migraine or whatever. Uh, that's when you know that you need to pull some 80% and go take some of her responsibilities. And again, what I my my plan when this happens is to go and do the things that I see that need to be done immediately that I have time for. So for example, uh, there are dishes that we put in the dishwasher. There are dishes that we don't put in the dishwasher. Well, because DLN was sick, I needed to cook, uh, which, you know, is already one of my daily tasks. So I needed to cook, but also the dishes uh, were a mess because she was sick. And so uh, I got in there and I said, okay, these are the ones that I don't really need uh, that I don't really need for dinner uh, tonight. They're the bigger ones that I can't put in the dishwasher. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wash all of these dishes, you know, scrub them, not really scrub them, but rinse them off, scrub them a little bit with the brush and then throw them in the dishwasher and then wash the big ones that I'm going to use for dinner uh, and then cook dinner with them. And then when she gets home because she's sick, uh, she can just wash, you know, the three or four big, big dishes that uh, I couldn't get to. I didn't have time to get to. Um, well, maybe I did have time. I know I've said I, I regret ever recording that episode about don't say that you don't have time. Uh, I still think it's valid, but I just catch myself doing it all the time. Those dishes weren't a priority. I had other priorities that, uh, you know, like cooking dinner and recording a podcast and stuff like that. Um, I said, you know what? She can hop on these dishes when she gets home or I can touch them up in the morning or in the afternoon uh, the next day and get them done with because I've got to cook dinner. I've got to get a podcast going. Uh, so it's it's times like that of when you know that you're gonna have to pick up 80% of something make sure that you're prioritizing well and just hop on it and just get it done and don't ever say anything to her because again you know unless she's just absolutely sick and can't do anything or she's got a broken arm or something like that she's gonna come home she's gonna know that she's not pulling uh, her 80% that she typically pulls or 70% or whatever and uh, she's gonna know that and she's gonna be expecting she maybe she'll be expecting you to have left all that for her and she's gonna be dreading it She's going to come in and she's going to be like, oh, he did most of this laundry. Like, oh, this laundry is all clean. It's just in buckets. It just needs to be folded. Um, or, oh, this laundry is folded. I just need to go put it up. Um, and she's going to appreciate that. And she'll probably pick up the rest of that other 20. So instead of fighting about it or instead of leaving it for her to do when she's not sick, do the parts that you can do that you have uh, that, you know, um, are a priority and that you have time for. Do those parts. Uh, of the 80% and then and then uh, go and continue on with your day because you still have responsibilities on top of that. Uh, and what that'll do is is typically she'll pick up the rest of it without uh, without you know um, too much of a fight. So uh, 
that's my first kind of tip. Uh, another thing is how to recognize it is when, you know, there's kind of cycles of when they just get burnt out doing something, or at least my wife does a little bit, you know, like laundry or dishes or whatever, whatever else she does, cleaning the house, cleaning the bathrooms. Uh, sometimes she'll take like the bathroom, bathroom trashes and stuff out. Uh, when you notice them getting really kind of burnt out doing it, uh, when my wife starts to let, when she lets the dishes sit overnight, or even when it's like the second evening and, you know, maybe we've been out a couple days and, uh, there's still like a couple of the big dishes. Like I talked about that. We don't put in the dishwasher sitting there, uh, which is, which is atypical. That's not really, we don't just let our dishes sit forever. Um, when she starts really getting burnt out, that's when I know that, Hey, maybe she's not saying anything. Maybe she's not sick. Maybe she's just really tired of looking at, at dishes and, and putting them in the dishwasher. That's when I know that I need to come in and step up and say, okay, uh, after, after dinner, I'm going to be the one doing the dishes. Uh, I'm going to be the one uh, taking this 80%, even though she hasn't asked me to. She's not sick. She's not expecting it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that because she's getting burnt out on it. She's not performing like she typically does. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's another way to kind of notice it is if you start to get irritated with her, um, about, hey, she's not doing this, she's not doing this, she's not doing this, jump in there and get it done because I, I, I would be willing to bet that that 80% that she's carrying right now uh, is a pretty big load and you know maybe she's getting burnt out with it and if you carry that load for a day, day two, day or two, um, once again, she'll notice that you're taking ownership of it, uh, she'll be appreciative and she'll come back and be like, oh yeah, let me grab that, um, guaranteed. Uh, I almost guarantee that. Um, same thing with same thing with cooking. Uh, you know, me, it's kind of hard to, you know, telling people on how to notice when to take uh, when to take that 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 burden from and flip it from 20 percent to 80 percent on you. Uh, you know, I can speak from my own experience of cooking. Cooking is something that DLN can do. You know, I've never given her mowing the lawn, but mowing the lawn. Um, I want you to think about how Sorry, guys, I'm hiccuping. I want you to think about how you feel uh, when you get a little bit um, burnt out on something. There are days that I come home and I just don't want to cook. Like, I, I just don't because we don't have anything in there that's fun to cook. I've got other stuff to do. Maybe there's some dishes in the sink that I need uh, and D. Ellen hasn't done them yet or she's not going to be able to do them or something. And I just don't want to cook. Uh, and sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I'll make a joke, uh, that's kind of serious, kind of not. And I'll be like, what are you cooking for dinner? And if she's excited about it, then I'll let her cook something for dinner. And if not, then I'll just, you know, get my ass in gear and cook dinner and not make any excuses about it. But, um, kind of notice what, uh, try to think about what you do when you would like them to take the 80% of something on a daily basis, not a daily basis, but on the everyday, uh, you know, say, you don't want to pick the kids up or you can't pick the kids up or something like that. Try to notice your markers of, Hey, I'm really not enjoying this really straight up, not having a good time. Uh, what are your little cues and hints? And now you should really should just be direct. Uh, that's what you should do, but we all have a tendency to leave cues and hints and, and not be direct. So try to notice what you do when you're not being direct and see if you can catch that in her. Uh, and you'll be surprised at, at kind of um, the way that you'll mimic each other like that. I know when D. Ellen uh, makes some jokes about the dishes or uh, asks me, you know, when I'm doing the laundry or when I'm going to fold the laundry or whatever, uh, when she starts to kind of act like me and I'm like, Oh, when I do that, it's because I really don't want to do the laundry and the dishes. Uh, that's when I may go and pick something up uh, and say, okay, she's burned out a little bit. Uh, let me go grab it. So, you know, I don't really have a lot of tactile, uh, tactile, 
I guess. I don't really have a lot of tactics or strategies to recognize. Um, I don't really have anything like, oh, do this, 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 and this. But what I can do is stress the importance of being able to recognize it and get in, get on it quick. Of uh, oh, she needs me to take that eighty uh, percent, and 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 do that for a couple of days because I promise you guys, uh, once you recognize that it's eighty twenty, it's pretty easy to also realize that hey, that's a heavy load for one task in the house. Let's again say something daily like laundry. Uh, you know, some some women will do the laundry every single day for the rest of their lives and never never need anybody else to do it. Maybe they never want anybody else to do it. Uh, not a lot of women are like that. Uh, same thing with the dishes. Same thing with cooking. Uh, you know, that eighty percent gets heavy, and when you realize that it's not actually fifty fifty. You know, you may think, well, I'm bringing the money home. Uh, I'm fixing the toilets. I'm, uh, you know, fixing the vehicles. So that's my 50%. Uh, but she's cooking and, and doing the dishes and doing the laundry and taking care of the household. That's her 50%. Uh, it's not really like that. And I don't want you to approach it like that. It is because it should come out in the wash with your responsibilities. I think you should have a little bit more responsibility than she does, but it should come out as a team effort. But at a very, uh, very discreet, um, a very discreet, uh, I guess, level. It, it's not like that. And what am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is when you're thinking about how little you want to cook dinner, um, how many often, how many times do you think about, oh, well, my husband does this, so I guess it's time to cook dinner. No, it's it's always about the actual task at hand. Um, for example, let's say. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I'm kind of having a hard time coming up with examples because Dale and I really, we don't, we don't have this problem very often and that's not to sound elitist, but it, it's, we just don't have this problem very often because we do take ownership of a lot of things. But let's say, um, you know, again, with, with the dishes, uh, when, you know, that, that 80% starts to get heavy she's not thinking about all the other things that I do to make it, to make up for it. You know, maybe on the first, you know, like first day or two when the 80% starts to get heavy or maybe for the first week or something like that, uh, when she's starting to get burned out, uh, she'll be like, oh, well, he does cook and he does do this and he does do that. Uh, but I promise you that when it becomes an issue, uh, you get obsessed with that issue. And that's kind of what I'm trying to say is don't be close-minded enough. And I, well, close-minded, um, don't think that all of your all of your positives uh, wash out because that's not how they approach it. And I know I'm rambling a little bit, but again, they're not gonna, especially for cooking dinner. Like when when I'm tired of cooking dinner, and this is a flaw in myself. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm saying this is how it is, and this is you need to be cognizant of how it is. And I'm saying even in myself, when I don't want to cook dinner. Um, I don't look around and when it's becoming an issue for me and when I'm being a bit of a bitch about it, uh, of not wanting to cook dinner, um, I don't sit there and think, well, yeah, you know what, but she does do the dishes all the time. You know, like I don't sit there and think about all the other things that she does in the household. I should, uh, but the issue is dinner. That's it's, it's, you know, six 30. Um, I'm hungry. I'm hangry. Uh, dinner needs to be cooked. That's what I'm thinking about. And so my point in all of this and all of this rambling and all of these extra words that don't need to be said is to be cognizant of the fact of is she's throwing a fit about dinner and you think, well, I've done all of these things. I just went out and mowed the lawn. It's probably because she's not thinking about all those other things and she shouldn't. And the worst thing that you can do is remind her about all those other things because that's not what she's worried about right now. What you need to do is take care of the matter that she's worried about right now 
um, and, and take some of that load off of her. Uh, you know, cause again, this happens in couples all the time. She's like, well, you never cooked the dinner. Well, you never mow the lawn. Okay. Well, again, she's not worried about mowing the lawn. Um, you idiot. Okay. She doesn't care if she cared about mowing the lawn, then she wouldn't be bitching about cooking dinner. The problem is that she's tired of cooking dinner all the time. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and you know, again, if you catch it early enough, it, if you catch it early enough, it should never be an issue. But um, you hop in there, you cook dinner a couple times, and I promise that if, if she's making the same effort uh, when it comes to something that you typically do, she'll step in and she'll take the 80% sometimes. Um, she will. Uh, and, I'm, and again, I'm struggling to find some things to, to think about uh, because, you know, the modern American household, it is the daily the daily responsibilities and stuff like that that I'm talking about typically do fall on the woman. And I think that that's, um, that's kind of a shame. And, and let's, let's talk about this is don't, don't throw all of your responsibilities. You're kind of setting yourself up for failure by only taking all of the responsibilities, uh, that are, that are really hard to comprehend on a daily basis. What do I mean by that? As a male, it's, it's our job to lead the family. And typically what happens is the smaller, more minute details get handed to the woman where the bigger, more responsibility, um, keeping up our way of life gets handed to the man. And I think it should be like that. But what I'm trying to, to talk through and, and observe here is that when you're, when you're in the shit, when you're, when you're down in the trenches of trying to keep a household running, it's really, really hard to conceptualize all of the extra risks that a man takes or all of the extra burden that a man has on him. Um, when she's dealing with the kids all day or when she's, uh, you know, been at the house cleaning all damn day, cleaning all of your, uh, all of your, um, stuff up around the living room or cleaning the garage or whatever, it, it's really, really hard for her to take a step back and detach and say, oh, well, he's got all these extra added responsibilities. Um, and I don't think that she should either. And I think that it, it's it's an error to look at it that way. Because if you think about it, she's also doing those big life-changing direction of the family type things when it comes to putting her body on the line, uh, giving her body up to have children. That's not something that men have to do. That is something that women have to do. Uh, they give a huge chunk of themselves to have children. Uh, they're far more attached um, emotionally to those children, I think. And I, I think that's a fact. And they're giving up a really, you know, they're putting a big portion of their emotional, um, their mental health at risk by saying, okay, I know that I'm going to be far more emotionally attached to this child for the rest of its life than the man is. And I think that that is 100% true. Um, I don't think that, you know, men are nearly as emotionally attached. I think there is emotionally important, but I don't think that there is emotionally attached, uh, attached. So number one, it's a, it's a false, it's a false assumption to assume that the man has all of the um, broader, more you know, life-changing, life-impacting responsibilities, whereas the woman only has the day-to-day, this is how you keep a, a household running, custodial type activities. Number one, that's a, that's a false way of thinking, but number two, uh, that is how it's typically perceived on a man's end. Uh, it is. And even on some woman's end, like even our, what do we think of a typical trad wife? The trad wife takes, uh, stays home, takes care of the kids, cooks dinner every day, uh, does the laundry, um, makes soap in her free time. Okay. That's the trad wife. Okay. So 
and they do those things and that is a good way that is good that they do those things while we go and we work and we provide for the family um i do think that they should be there making a house a home and i think it's incredibly important but my point is that don't try to justify um don't try to justify discrepancies in the day-to-day with the you know yearly um larger impacts that you have you need to be picking up a lot of that day-to-day stuff it is an added responsibility as a man uh you need to be picking up a lot more of that day-to-day stuff uh because it is your responsibility but also um when you're in the trenches with her taking care of those things you build a better partnership what am i trying to say and i know i'm not articulating it very well and i know that i'm all over the place and i apologize but um it would be easy to step back and say, okay, well, I make $100,000 a year and you make zero. This is how we live our life. I'm sorry, but you know, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this to justify that. It's easy to stand back there and say that. And a lot of guys try to argue that. Is it completely wrong? No, I don't have a huge problem with saying that, especially when the job is, is extremely, you know, hard. Like, I do, I, I do 100% think that staying home with the kids and keeping a house is, at home is probably, um, it's it's more difficult in ways, but it, I do think that it is about equal as a guy going to work, managing employees, having a full-time job, um, putting his, you know, not life, but uh, giving his, his body for labor, uh, you know, nine hours a day digging ditches. I think that they're equally as hard in uh, different ways. But my point is that in order to relate it to her, you have to do it on this broad, um, this macro level of what your responsibility to the family is. She's not thinking about the amount of dollars that you bring home a day and how you to spend that. She's thinking that you make so much money you know, a year uh, and that's how we live. Um, and so when she's stuck in the day-to-day, she's still thinking that, oh, yeah, okay, so you provide this this service that is is way up here in the clouds as far as uh, priority level versus me um, down here keeping this house a home and keeping it afloat. Uh, I, again, I know, I know I'm not articulating it well. Uh, it, it's almost like, again, I mean, I mean, think about the army, think about the military, um, think about how little those soldiers care, uh, about, you know, the money that's at stake when they're in the trenches. I think that's a good way to put it is, you know, the politicians and, uh, the taxpayers and the people that manage all of this money to go from here to there. Uh, I hate to say it because I hate giving the government any credit. Uh, they are really important to make sure that we have the money to do things uh, out at war, okay? But think about how little, <laughs> how little the soldiers care uh, about the money side of things. The suit in Washington, some of them, not all of them, but the suits in Washington that organize the money and stuff like that, they are equally as important uh, as the guy out there with a rifle getting things done. But the responsibilities look very different. They look very different. Um, one of them is so far in the clouds on paperwork and, and not in the trenches. And what you have to do in order to build a good relationship with people, uh, is get in the trenches with them. Jocko talks about this a lot. Uh, Jocko says, I think it's the, the chapter picking up brass and leadership strategy and tactics. He says that he goes and he picks up brass with his team. Uh, what does that mean? It's when they shoot all of the, all of the rounds, he goes and he helps them pick it up. 
or he did when he was doing training and stuff like that. He would go and help them pick up brass for a couple hours. He's like, man, I got a meeting. You know, I can't sit here all day and pick up brass with you in the heat, but for a couple hours, I'm going to come and help you pick up brass. And what that does is it says, oh, he's down here in the shit with me. Uh, you know, his responsibilities and what he's doing, I identify with that because that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, those jobs are equally as important. One can't exist without the other, but you have to be able to relate with them as a leader. This is what I'm talking about in a marriage. I understand that you're the sole provider. I understand that um, not only are you the sole provider, but the responsibility and the weight that comes with that is, is very, very heavy. And at times it can seem heavier than just keeping the household running. Uh, you know, a lot of times women, and, and I think this is, this is not a good thing, but women aren't, aren't burdened with the success of the family like men are. They not, they're not, at least not in what I've seen. Um, you know, look at, <laughs> look at, uh, you know, who, what do we say? What's the common meme or stereotype of a woman that turns out to be, uh, not a great woman in real life. Let's say it that way. Uh, Oh, you didn't have a father. Did you, um, you know, any, any kid that's out, well, his dad probably should have whooped his butt when he was, when he was little. Uh, or let's say we see, um, a man and a woman who, uh, clearly don't have much money. They're not in a successful position. Maybe they're ravaged by debt. Uh, to, a lot of times we look at the man for the success of the family and we should, I am okay with that. Uh, but the woman plays an equal part in the success of the family. Uh, she does by loving, nurturing, you know, in these days and age, homeschooling sometimes, uh, making sure that the household runs good and that everybody is, is happy living in a nice and a tidy and an organized household, uh, that, that, that works and that there's plenty of love in the relationship. The woman adds the love into the relationship. Uh, I firmly believe that. And it is just as important. My point is, is that it's not perceived that way. Okay. So just because you're looking at it from this 10,000, you know, 35,000 foot view of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm strictly tasked with the success of this family. And that burden is heavy. I know brother, I know. Um, I know that that burden is heavy. Uh, but Number one, she has that burden as well. Whether we believe it or not, whether we perceive it or not, or not she has that burden as well. Um, it's just a lot more difficult to see than what it is on you. And it's not as societally accepted in this day and age to place that burden on her equally as it is on you. And it's not equal. You are still the leader of the family. The success should depend on you. But she has a still a great stake in the success of the family. Um, so what I'm talking about in, in when this has to be flipped into 80, 20 is don't try to justify the, the fighting that's done in the trenches with the, um, heavy burden of providing the cash for that fighting or the heavy burden of, you know, having to make all the decisions for that family, you know, don't come into a, a, a how do I say this? A disagreement about who's doing the cooking or who's doing the dishes and be like, yeah, well, I've had to make all the decisions about this family for 10 years. You know, oh, remember that time that uh, I had to decide whether we were going to kill the dog or keep the dog? That was extremely heavy. And I cried alone for like two weeks uh, because I had to kill our kid's dog. Uh, don't bring that into it, into a conversation 
about what's going on in the trenches. And I feel like a lot of guys do, and I feel like it causes issues. And maybe they don't say it. Maybe they don't say, well, I'm getting all the, you know, I'm making all the money or, okay, yeah, I have, I'm not following my dreams or, uh, I couldn't buy a, a new set of golf clubs or I had to sell my golf clubs, uh, so that we could have this kid or so that this kid could go to this event. Um, I had to make those decisions. And so they come to this discussion about, Hey, it needs to be 80 or 80, 20 or so, uh, very emotionally charged with all of those things. And that is not what you need to do. And the reason is because you cannot relate with her because she's in the trenches at the moment. Um, I, I think that is solid advice. Um, and again, please, I know I'm not doing it very well, but try to distinguish between what I'm telling you is reality and the way that it should be. Um, I think a woman should acknowledge that extra pressure and that extra, um, and that extra weight of, of being, you know, responsible for the success of the family. Uh, you know, when dads and fathers make sacrifices first or dads and husbands, uh, make sacrifices for the family first. They're the first ones to make sacrifices a lot. Uh, I think that women should acknowledge that. I think women should take ownership. Uh, I think women should acknowledge that, uh, you know, taking care of the family, uh, keeping a tidy household, keeping an organized family, it is 80% their responsibility. Um, I, I think that it is. I think they should acknowledge that. I should. I think they should take ownership of that uh, in, a, in, a, in a, a perfect world. That is the way it ought to be. I'm not telling you how it ought to be, and I'm not speaking to women. I am speaking to a few women, but I'm speaking to you, man. And what I'm saying is that uh, none of that matters. And what matters is that you are relating with your wife and picking up where she needs help so that she can do a little bit of that heavy lifting for you as well when the time comes. So again, please try to distinguish between what I'm saying, what ought to be, and what is. Um I, I do think that uh, the men have a heavier burden, and I think that that should be recognized a lot, and I think that a good woman will recognize it. I know mine does. Um, I know that uh, mine does recognize the fact that, you know, being the sole provider for the household, and I'm not yet, she still has a job, but um, that's what we're, that's the direction that we're going. Being the sole provider for the household does come with a heavier burden. And, you know, if I've had to make tough decisions, if I've had to do all that, maybe what I don't want to hear is some bitching and some moaning about the dishes. She understands that. But as the leader of the household, it is my responsibility. It is my responsibility uh, to make sure that if the dishes need to be done, they get done. It is my responsibility to set that standard. It is my responsibility to pull a little bit of the weight for her. And, you know, um, if, if you are such, I'm going to call, call you to the mat a little bit. Um, if you are such this dude that carries this, this massive man that carries all these burdens and all the weight is on you, uh, and you're having to make all the tough decisions and you're the leader of this household and um, you don't understand what it's like to, to go to work eight hours a day and to do a job that you hate uh, just so that I can come home to a wife and a kid that complain, da 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 If you are this, this mountain of a man, uh, if you are this man that um, has all these responsibilities and is, is, burden, is, is burdened by these responsibilities and you handle it every single day, well, then I say to you, man, uh, what is some extra fucking dishes? It's nothing. Um, if you are capable of, of putting this family on your back and, and marching through life uh, and, and, and taking that hike through life, uh, if that's your perspective when she starts to complain about the dishes, uh, then I say to you, what are some dishes? What are some dishes to you? 
you make a hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever you make you make fifty thousand dollars a year and you feed the family off of that uh you go and you bust your ass uh and i'm proud of you man uh but if if that's as high and mighty as you're gonna be well then dishes should be nothing for you um you know, if that's as high and mighty as you're going to be, and if you're going to base your whole argument on why you haven't, why you shouldn't have to do dishes is because you already do all these things. If your argument is saying, hey, no, I shouldn't have to pick up your 80% of what you're doing right now uh, because I already do all these things. You're already doing all these things. What are some dishes? Literally, what are some dishes? They're nothing. Uh, what I think is that typically when it comes time for 80-20 to swap, when it comes time for guys to put up their 80% or for women to put up their 80% uh, instead of their 20%, um, then uh, it's probably an ego thing and it's probably a laziness thing, if I had to guess. Uh, And I don't have to guess because I know of at least one example uh, of at least one marriage to where when... 80% rolls around and people don't want to take it. It is just a laziness thing. And that marriage is mine. Uh, When it comes to an issue of, oh, I have to pick up 80% of something. And when I'm fighting that, I know it's purely just laziness on my part. It's purely just laziness and arrogance on my part. Uh, And I would reckon that it's probably that way in your, in, in your marriage too, is that if, if every time somebody has to pull a little bit more weight in some area, if it's an issue or if it's not getting done, uh, you need to check yourself and you need to check your ego uh, and you need to make sure that you're not being a lazy ass. Because again, if you've already got all this responsibility, if it's already all placed on you, um, and if that's the reason that you're justifying not jumping in and, and picking up 80% for a couple days, uh, well then you're, you're just lazy. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're just lazy because, um, any man that can go and put a family on his back can do some fucking dishes for a couple of days. Uh, I know there are, I know there are other circumstances. Um, I know that you're, you're screaming into the mic, uh, you know, screaming into your phone or into your car radio about how, um, I don't understand this, this, and this. Well, you don't get it. She's always sick. Uh, she's always got a migraine. She's all, her back always hurts. Um, she's always got this and she's always got that. And I would say to you, uh, that those are signs of, of, of a not really healthy, um, healthy relationship, not specifically her being sick. But, um, if you got some excuse for everything that I've said here, uh, I'm not saying they're invalid, but what I'm saying is that there's probably other solutions that you need to enact, uh, and that you probably should have enacted way before this one came about. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a young guy, I'm young in my marriage, and right now this 80-20 thing is really easy to figure out. Uh, it's, it's really easy to figure out because there's not 10-15 years of resentment uh, built behind that. And, you know, that's something that I hope to be able to offer people uh, as I gain more experience of, of hey, um, when you have problems later on in your marriage, how do you deal with them? How do you get rid of those problems? But... Uh, If this sounds like a really difficult thing to tackle for you, the 80-20 rule, or if it's a constant problem, uh, what I'm going to tell you is to to go back, listen to the one in Flesh episodes, and listen for anything else that might might help you. Uh, And I would be willing to bet that if you do think this is going to be a really, really big issue, it's probably because either you're resenting her for not picking up the 80, you know, the 80% at times when she's needed to, or... uh, She's resenting you for not picking up the 80% before this. Maybe you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, I would love to pick up the, the 80%. Um, 
the the 80% versus the 20%, but I don't think she'll ever reciprocate. Well, maybe she's resenting you for not ever picking up the 80%. Um, you know, if you don't think that it's going to be reciprocated ever and that she's just going to sit on her butt while you pick up the 80% of the stuff that she typically does, uh, well, maybe you need to do that for a little bit. Maybe she's upset because you've never picked up the 80%. So try it for a little bit and see that it, and see if it's going to work. So um, I understand in a vacuum, all of this stuff works perfectly in my mic. Uh, there's nobody to talk back to me. There's nobody to push me on certain things. So I understand if it seems unrealistic. I understand if it seems hard and it's supposed to be hard. That's why I'm here. That's why you should tune in next week to get more tips on how to make your marriage last. Thanks guys.